Okay, everybody. This is the very first edition of the Dave and Amber Show for the Diabetes Way. My name is David Cliff, and I'm pleased to have Amber Clore with me, my partner in this venture. Amber, how are you today? You know, I'm all right. My blood sugar is right. It's been high all day, but other than that, I'm living life. Same, same old, same old. Well, since nobody really knows what the hell we're doing here, why don't we uh, start with our various diabetes journeys? And so since I was raised to be a gentleman, we'll let ladies go first. And why don't you tell everybody kind of how you got, you don't tell them how you got diabetes. You know, we all know we don't have it, but, you know, kind of say, how did you get involved in all this stuff? And we'll go from there. I have to start with, to the listeners, if you're brave enough to listen to this, I will giggle every time that David says diabetes because... It is diabetes, word on the street. <laughs> Just kidding. Anywho, had type 1 diabetes for 38 years and never really talked about it. I uh, wasn't a part of any type of advocacy necessarily. And about seven years ago, I started the Diabetes Daily Grind blog and then started my own podcast about life with the disease. And with that, it's given me the opportunity to connect with people like David and all the other wonderful people living with type one across the world. So why don't you tell people a little bit about, tell them about your blog, tell them what you do on your blog. So what started out as just a blog, because we didn't have the money to publish books, <laughs> we thought this is a cheaper way of doing, telling our story about life over the decades, literally with the disease. And so we saw a lot of traction with that. Ryan Fightmaster was my partner in the beginning with that. But we also realized that writing every single day about this disease is exhausting. And we both had the gift of gab. So we're like, hey, let's start a podcast. Never thinking anybody would listen. And the Real Life Diabetes Podcast has an international following and it's wonderful. It's connected me with so many people and has enlightened my life to say the least. Okay. So, you know, the listeners, are, this is our first podcast together. And, you know, Diabetes Way is something new that, and, you know, we'll get more into that in a second. But, you know, one of our goals here is, is to talk to people who are touched by diabetes, don't have diabetes. Right. And, you know, you and I both obviously been touched by those people. Tell everybody a little about like, kind of like, if you had to say one thing to these people, you know, everybody's got a message to somebody who doesn't have diabetes, but somehow connected to us, a friend, a family member, a coworker, a lover, whatever. You know, in, in your mind, is there one thing that sticks out that these people need to know about us? Every day is different. Well, I, I mean, literally, like today, I want to just throw my hands up in the air and say all the curse words because I'm struggling <laughs> with all kinds of stuff. But there are other days where it's like you want to say it's manageable, it's survivable, it's emotional, it's exhausting. I mean, there, I, I don't know how, but it's also helped develop me as a person. So I feel like the person I am today, I don't know what I would be like if I hadn't grown up with type 1 diabetes. So I think there's some great things that can come from. That's a very lengthy answer, but... Well, no, but it, it's very common because I think what a lot of people don't understand is that it impacts every part of our life, everything that we yeah. do. You know, if somebody like you and I are both... In, I think you're on a pump, right? Aren't you on a pump? No, I'm an MDI. Uh, MDI. Okay, so multiple daily injection. Well, we're going to have a lot of uh, acronyms as we go along. So I'll try to clarify them as we go along. I happen to be a pump patient. You're MDI. But when we eat, we're not like a normal person. We have to think about everything that goes in our mouth. We have to think about like, okay, are we going to exercise later? You know, I mean, there's all of these, you know, when a normal person eats, they don't, you know, they might think about calories. Right. But they're not, you know, and it is kind of funny that I think one of the things that people don't often get is that you're right. Our life is like one big science experiment. You know, where some days we're doing really good and other days we're doing really bad. And and sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for that. 
So it is kind of interesting. Can you share a little bit about like when you were first, I mean, I don't know if you remember that far back because you barely remember yesterday, but when you were first diagnosed, you know, tell them about the emotions of that. I actually created a little video that we can put in the show notes about what a diagnosis day looked like at age eight. And I was 21 days after my eighth birthday. And in the doctor's office, my pediatrician started crying and told my mom that I had type one diabetes. And because, you know, she'd known me since I was born, literally, and had the severity of the situation. She handled it very well. And I just was, she was kind of explaining things and telling my mom that we were, that they were going to either call an ambulance or that she needed to drive me immediately to children's hospital. The, I, what I remember saying was, you mean no more Snickers or Dr. Pepper? <laughs> like it was just about the sugar. I had no idea what was about to happen, but I never really talked about it. And I, as a Capricorn did what I was told and that was it. And at that point too, you were, t- I was taking two shots a day, clouding clear, which is NPH and regular. And so nobody really saw that I had to do that because it was before breakfast or before dinner. And I was usually in the restroom. So I never identified myself as a person, as a diabetic and only did I bring up type one diabetes when it, unless it, I didn't, unless it was necessary. How did, how did you like, okay. So you were, you were a kid. Did you take shots in public? Did you take shots in front of other kids? No. Yeah. Okay. And I never did that intentionally. I really don't feel like it, but I will say now that I'm in my mid forties and still being such good friends with all those women that I was friends with as a child, we now talk about those things and they're like, Amber, like, why didn't you ever tell us? Or why didn't you do it in front of us? And I said, they're like, you hit it. And I was like, I never hit it intentionally. I just didn't think it was anybody's business, I guess. And so I'm lucky to be alive. I'll just say that from those years. (laughs) I wasn't carrying low blood sugar snacks and shit like that. It was whatever. Well, you know, you know, I think it's interesting because you and I in our careers, obviously we've talked to a lot of people like us. Okay. And I find it interesting that there's like this, there is a group of patients who I've talked to a lot where I don't want to say that they were ashamed that they were diabetic, but you know, it's diabetes is contagious. Yeah, it's not. But they they would hide it from their friends and and some you know even were hiding it from their family. And I think over the years, I mean, I I was diagnosed. I don't know, almost thirty years ago. And you were how old were you? I was in my uh, mid thirties, early thirties. I think I was. I gotta say, that's a kick in the teeth. I mean, that is a kick in the teeth. Well, you know, it, it, well, I was a typical guy. You know, you know. Again, looking back, I had all the symptoms of diabetes. And if it really wasn't for my wife, I would have never gone to the doctor. She was nagging me. You know, she said, something's wrong with you. And, you know, I was basically eating anything I wanted and I was losing all this weight. And, you know, she said, you know, you don't eat, you know, pizza and lose weight. That's not how this works. And again, you know, I was a typical guy. You know, I didn't even have a doctor. So I said, you know, I said, Deb, if you, you know, find me a doctor, I will go. She did. He knew right away. I don't know if I was... I can't say I was scared. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I met some people who had diabetes. I kind of like, okay, I might as well learn about this. You know, I kind of delved into the whole diabetes thing. You know, I wanted to be proactive, not reactive. And I remember, I mean, there are a lot of things I remember, but I was newly diagnosed maybe a couple months. And I was, back then I was on MDI, as you are today. And I remember we, Deb and I were at some restaurant waiting to sit down for dinner. And this guy was standing next to us, must have overheard our conversation. He's got a glass full of scotch. He's like, ah, I've been diabetes for a year. Nothing to worry about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay, cool, you know? <laughs> 
So, and like you, you know, diabetes became my entire life. I was running a money management firm when I was diagnosed. And Deb and I went to a high school in Chicago. You know, I used to live in Chicago back then. And it was an educational symposium for patients with diabetes and their families. And during the lunch break, they said, well, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I manage money for a living. And they started asking me about all these companies I had literally never heard of in my life. And I'm like, okay, so I'm taking notes. I'm handing out business cards. I said, okay, I'll go back to my office. I'll do some research. And then I'll get back to you with what I, what I like. And so two things became really apparent to me. Now, you got to remember, this was, let's say, 30 years ago, uh, late 80s, early 90s, whatever it was. A lot of these companies weren't even covered by analysts back then. And the few that were covered by analysts didn't understand how important the patient was to the equation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fact. And things were different back then healthcare-wise than they are today. And I really wanted, I kept looking for better if you're going to make a quality investment decision, you have to have quality information. Right. Couldn't find what I wanted. And I was in my office one day with a client of mine who happened to work for Abbott Lab, but wasn't in their diabetes division. And he basically said, Dave, if you think there's a market for this kind of investment research, why don't you just do it yourself? So I, I'll tell you how long ago this is. Here we are. We live in a day of you know blogs and apps and all that stuff. When I started writing Diabetic Investor, it was a print publication that I sent through the snail mail, <laughs> I was charging, I believe, I think it was $69 a year for a subscription. And all of a sudden, this hobby, I really, I never expected diabetic investors to amount to anything. You know, it was, I started as a hobby. Next thing you know, I'm on, quoted in the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post. And next thing you know, I'm on radio, then on television. And all of a sudden, this hobby is a business. So I told Deb I wanted to sell my money management firm and I wanted to spend full time doing diabetic investor. And she thankfully said, that's good. And so we did. And then, you know, kind of like you, you know, you get, I started, you know, I, I transformed diabetic investor from a print to an electronic publication. Yeah. You know, like yourself, I have the Wacky World of Diabetes podcast. You know, I consult with a lot of companies in the industry. And I think the, the fun part for me has been, you know, because I've been doing this a long time and I have the gray hairs to prove it, is how this business has changed so much over the years. Somebody would have told me that you would see companies like Google and Apple and Facebook involved in diabetes. I would have laughed. Right. But those are, those are companies that are. So to tell our listeners a little bit about how it came up with the diabetes way, which really what happened was I was, my wife had passed away several years ago and I was seeing somebody who asked me, kept asking me about my diabetes. And I'm like, okay, if I was going to send them to a website, where would I send them? So they would learn about my life, you know, not from a clinical perspective, but you know, you and I, we have kind of a crazy life and yeah. it's just the way that it works. And so let me ask you one quick question on that, because the person that you were dating, she wanted to know about your diabetes. Did she ask you direct questions? Were you annoyed by it? Or were you like, <laughs> I mean, cause I think we can all get annoyed with it at times. Yeah. Well, no, she was actually, no, I, I thought her, it was nice that she was concerned and, you know, because you're going to be together like that, you have to understand. Yeah. I use the Dexcom CGM as I think you do. Yeah. We beep a lot. 
<laughs> I don't even know how else to say it. We're part robot. Let's just be honest. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wear a pump, you know, it's, and so we do like, I don't know what your alarms are set at, but it doesn't really matter what the number is, but I would be out with this person and, you know, all of a sudden she'd hear these beeps, you know, what, what the hell is that? Are they going to blow up? Is, yeah, know, right. Exactly. You know, I, I had to explain, you know, my sugars are in a certain range and when they go out of a range, it beeps. And so I, having been involved in this world for, you know, so long, I couldn't find anywhere that if I was going to send her to it, like somewhere to get educated, where would it be a good place? Because they were all to, all these stuff was written for me, you know, not written for her, you know, because she doesn't have the disease, but she wants to know what my life was like. But then also with that too, the information that you found that was made for us is clinical. It's has to be, I'm not, and not to be disrespectful because they probably did the best that they could, but they, within certain boundaries well, yeah. where these conversations are real life diabetes and what people need to hear. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the more I thought about it, you know, so the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm a guy with diabetes. Okay. And guys have certain sets of issues. I needed, I needed a lady. That's how I hooked up with Amber here. And because a woman goes through different things than a man does, it impacts your diabetes differently than, than me. Oh yeah. And I thought, and so that's why the two of us kind of got together for the diabetes way, because our goal here is pretty simple is that and I think it's our viewpoint that the people around us who don't have diabetes could be my kids, could be my friends. It doesn't really matter. They're either an asset or a liability. There's no, I don't think there's really a middle ground. I also believe that nobody ever talks about our lifestyle and diabetes in our opinion is a lifestyle. Yeah. And I think that once with people, Listen, let's be honest. There are 30 some odd million people in the United States with diabetes. Out of those 30 million or so, they must touch at least another 150 million patients, people. So, and, you know, it's becoming, I mean, diabetes is no longer in the closet, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, that's one thing I've noticed over the last 30 years that, you know, now you see diabetes on television shows. NFL players, you see, right, yeah, right. as regular characters because they're a part of everyday life. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny that you even mentioned that. The other day I was watching a football game and I don't remember, it was, I think it was Western Kentucky or somebody, some championship game, whatever. And their kicker was wearing the Omnipod. Now that's the insulin delivery yeah. system that I use. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, you, you know, you, I knew exactly what it was. You're like, it's it, my people. I know this guy. Cool. It's, it's kind of like, and, and you know, the other funny part is like the other day I was in my elevator here in my building and a guy was wearing the Freestyle Libra, you know? And so, you know, there's this instant connection and instant bond, but it also is kind of funny because a lot of like non-people who don't have diabetes, you know, they, you know, like, as I, as I said to this, my friend who when I started the diabetes way, like when I take off my shirt, I wear stuff, you know, I'm. I'm connected, <laughs> you know, and, and I, and I, and I told her, I, you know, it is the funny things that we both go through. It's like, you know, since she's not a diabetic, you know, I, I said, listen, if I tell you I need sugar, that doesn't mean I don't, I want you to dance. That means that I need <laughs> sugar. <laughs> right. And I will say too, for future episodes, just as, as you're listening to who we are right now, just know that we will be touching on sex 
all the things that a person with diabetes goes through. So, cause that is like, I, everybody's nervous about having the gear on whatever. So keep going. Sorry. Yeah, No, but you're right. I think our goal here, I mean, we're going to literally touch on every subject possible. A lot of even patients don't understand, for example, like why things work the way they do. And, you know, when you and I talked the other day about, cause I was, you know, I was thinking about those poor people in Kentucky with the tornado. Yeah. Well, when you and I pack an emergency kit, we got to make sure we got insulin in there. You know, it's right. a whole, it's not just a flashlight, batteries and whatever. Your driver's license or passport. Right, exactly. I mean, and and there are a lot of little things that like when I was on MDI, I used to that. I, I mean, I shot in public. I didn't care. You know, I would, yeah. I'd whip out my pen, boom, you know. Although it used to drive that crazy, I would shoot through my shirts, but I didn't care. You know, I needed insulin, boom, you know, shoot. Um, but I think what people will learn from us and our guests as we cover all these different subjects, no matter what it is, I think they'll have a better appreciation that, hey, yes, this is a chronic disease state, but it is manageable, but it is a kind of a roller coaster ride. Now, you and I are both type one. Okay. So we're insulin dependent. We must take insulin. There are patients with diabetes who don't need insulin. Okay. But they also have the same problems we do. In our opinion, diabetes is diabetes. How you treat it is different. And, you know, and we'll talk about all of this stuff. I think what's really good about where we're going with this is that everybody, so anybody who's listening to this is probably here because they found us through somebody who didn't, who probably had diabetes, Yeah, heard them to our site or our webcast. And I think one of the good things that we'll be touching on too, and I don't think it will be intentional, but just as the mental health components with this disease, because like if I'm using this as an example, when I'm really crappy to my mom some days. It may not be because I'm pissed at her or she's doing something jerky, but it's like my, I'm just dealing with so many other factors. And so I think that this will hopefully lessen the burden maybe for somebody who doesn't live with the disease to better understand sometimes those snaps or those weird times. It's the diabetes running the show. And some days that's unavoidable. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not a reflection on who I am. You know what I mean? Like some days well, you, know, you know that you you bring up an excellent point is that I had an experience the other day with a good friend of mine who's type one and he wasn't he was having a bad week. You know, we all have yeah. them. Yep. You know? And and I kind of said to him, I said, you know, hey, there's sometimes we just can't control things. You know, I don't think, you know, one of the things I try to explain to friends of mine who don't have diabetes, like the weather impacts my diabetes. It's true. So everything does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the weather, I mean, and so we're going to, you know, I think the the greatest thing that we're going to be able to do for everybody, both people with diabetes and those who are touched by it, is I think we'll give them a better appreciation for, okay, this isn't, you know, I wouldn't wish diabetes on anybody. However, it is manageable. And the people around us, the more they know about our life, the more they know about how we're doing this the better they can interact with us, you know, because I think like, you know, just going back to my example, why I wanted to start the, you know, start the diabetes way. I thought it was really nice that she was concerned enough to want to know about it. Right. You know, and, and you could tell she wanted to be, unfortunately for us, we have to deal with issues like, you know, hypoglycemia when our blood sugar drops. Yeah. I think it's nice when your partner, your friend knows how to deal with that. Yeah. I think about, I mean, using this as a weird example, this will tell the listeners exactly how my mind works. But I think about when somebody, if you're going on a date or you're going to dinner with your girlfriends or whatever, and they say, well, where do you want to go? And all I can think about is all the restaurants and all the things. And what can I eat there? I have dietary restrictions, chosen ones, but I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going through this list of all this other shit. And I'm just like, 
it's one more decision that I would have to make. So I just, there's been so many times where I'm like, I just want you to take care of it. I'll go anywhere. You just take care of it. Because I don't know if you feel like that, but it's, we have to make 183 other life threatening decisions every day. I'm exhausted. Yes. You know, it's funny. I don't remember who did that. Somebody did that. It was a study or something. I don't remember who did it. Said a person with type one diabetes has to make X amount of decisions every day. Yeah. I mean, it was a phenomenal number. I mean, and, and that's, you know, beyond what a regular person has to do. But I agree with you. I think both of you, both you and I have the same thing. We're, we're not victims. Okay. We have diabetes. Right. Okay. We don't like having it. Okay. But right. it is manageable. You have good days, you have bad days. So I think that, you know, I think the message I want to leave everybody here is that, you know, you'll find as they go through these different podcasts, it'll be kind of a, it can be an enlightening experience, could be scary. Yeah. We're going to be there for them. We'll answer any questions that they have. They're going to yep. on the website to ask us questions directly. We will answer all the questions. Anything else you want to tell these wonderful folk out there? Because we're going to have a lot of these podcasts and they got to know what's coming. <laughs> I think for us, it's going to be one of those, especially with the asking us questions, ask us so you don't have to. And I say that loosely. I hope you have a level of communication with your partner, loved one, whomever it is that has diabetes, but we can help lessen that burden and maybe not piss them off. (laughs) So you'll understand going into that conversation or know some signs if there's something wonky going on or how to react in a compassionate way. Like I feel like this podcast in particular is going to be a tool, not only for, I'm going to say the medical community, but obviously for the loved ones is this is, these are things you need to know that are going on in our minds. And if you have the tools and little things like this, which this is free, I mean, this is going to help your relationship no matter how it plays out. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, I think the good thing too is that all of our registered users, they get to get on the site, they got to register. Yeah. But we got some great swag to give away. <laughs> you know, so that'll be cool. They can earn points for filling out surveys. And we have it. such a lofty list of shit we want to do. Just know that when you get on the website in the beginning stages and listen to this podcast, There is so much that's in the works that you guys are going to flip out. And I will say this is something nobody else is doing. We're taking this very seriously, but also making it a fun adventure for people living and not living with diabetes. No, but that's a great thing. We really need to get across everybody. So like, okay, we're not, we're not physicians. No, We're not, we're not, we're not clinicians. We're not researchers. We're patients with diabetes, like millions of others. And literally we want you to understand what our life is like because The more you understand, the better you can help us. And that's all that matters. So this is Dave and Amber signing off for podcast number one. And there's a lot of these things. So listen to them all.